Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah. Just filling up, so let me get these guys in here real quick. This guy needs no introduction from me. 
Mr. Harvey, man, Mr. Venezuela, Le Shaker, I mean, why himself? What's going on, my guy? How we doing? Hey, watch your mouth. Don't be butchering my expression, yo. <laughs> hey, um, real, yo, real quick. Whenever you were, uh, whenever you were out, and um, Barry and I co- uh, hosted this together, and I stood in for you. Barry can vouch, man. I even made sure we played your theme music that day. Barry, Barry queued it up, and we and we did that out of respect for. Uh, we did that out of respect for Sirius that evening. So, uh, you know, respect for you. Good to hear your voice. Barry, I know I reached out to you uh, via text message and we uh, message or whatever. I didn't want to call you with everything going on, man. But if you've heard any of our shows, you've heard me and uh, CP both uh, sending up prayers and shout-outs to you and your family, man. So peace and blessings to all of you, man. It's really good to hear your voice. Uh, I'm proud to be able to uh, chop it up with you guys for a little while. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thank you, Mike. Um, yeah, I mean, I got, like, so many messages. I just have to shout out everybody. Um, the Sports City Chefs family, man. It, you know, we give our each other a hard time, but family's family, and, and you know, everybody, you know, reaching out, I appreciate it. And um, You know, listen, it's, um, it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing to be loved, man. That's all I can say. Definitely. It's really good to hear your voice, man. We're glad you're here. Definitely. Again, man, and it's funny, man. We talk on these airways and we go to war like nobody's been. It's almost like brothers, but, you know, when one's down, we all down, man. Also, shout out to CP. Um, he may or may not pop in, man. He was going through some stuff as well. Um, you know, we all reached out to him as well. But, you know, we got another we got another chef in the building. Um, hey, real quick, now, before I bring this real, real, Yeah, what up? Real Real quick, Sirius, I just want to make a correction. Uh, we did do a bracket show last night for the NCAA Wrestling Tournament. And just to make sure that I make sure that we do things right on the Sports City Chefs Network, that whole bracket was redrawn because the kid from Appalachian State, who was a two-time All-American, got ill. So I just want to make sure that that correction is out there. That's all I want. Thank you. Awesome. No problem. Thanks for letting us know. Um, and, again, if you wanted to jump into that bracket challenge, I mean, head up. Mr. Harvey will be over to you know, get you the details and everything as far as that's concerned. Um, but this next guy, again, I, I, I promised him he would be allowed to talk about Teddy Bridgewater today, being as though he might be going to, 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 his, to, to his favorite team. You know, I mean, the Detroit Lions, um, I guess they're going to be his new favorite team. Mr. Controversy is in the building, y'all. What's going on, my guy? How's it going? <laughs> Oh, it's it's a great day. Um, the free agency is in full swing, and lots of moves are being made. The tea leaves are starting to take shape. I'm ready for it, guys. Uh, Bridge going to work, man. I'm not going to since they signed Jared Stidham. Here's the funny thing about uh, Teddy Bridgewater, and again, I'm I'm, I'm going to get to him in a second. Mm-hmm. I got a sneaky spot for where he might land, and it may not shock you of where I think he might land, but I digress. Um, I'm going to start with the with, with, with the elephant in the room. I might as well get that out the way. Uh, everybody and their mother is on Aaron Rodgers' watch. Evidently, he's supposed to be making some type of announcement tomorrow on, on the Pat McAfee show all signs look to him potentially letting us know where he's going to land um, based off of what we were reading today. Um, he's made a list of receivers and demands and, and everything. Um, and the New York Jets have pretty much just been like, okay, and they, they went out and got it done. 
Um, Dylan, I'm, I'm going to come to you first. You talked about it offline. Um, Aaron Rodgers' talent on the field needs no reason to endorse nothing to anybody here. But is the juice really worth the squeeze based off of all the circus type of activities that is surrounding, uh, first of all, a young franchise in the New York Jets? Um, but honestly, how long do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to play at this type of a level? I mean, I understand Tom Brady made it look pretty, pretty easy, but Aaron Rodgers does not drink, in my opinion, that I'm aware of. He doesn't drink the the the, 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 the green grass juice and all that type of stuff that, that made his longevity uh, so long. But give me your position on this Aaron Rodgers thing as we wait for his announcement or whatever he's going to say tomorrow. There's so many different angles, serious, uh, to, to this. I mean, as a normal franchise, I wouldn't give this guy the time of day. I mean, he's held you hostage for for weeks now, and then free agency started yesterday. I mean, the official uh, legal tampering part of free agency, and this guy still had not, quote-unquote, made a decision. But we know behind the scenes, like he said, listen, I'll come to your team, but you got to hook my boys up. Um, I – I, I, as a normal franchise, would not give this guy the time of day. I would not entertain any of these um, demands that he has. I mean, allegedly he's saying you got to sign Alan Lazard, you got to sign Randall Cobb, you got to get Mercedes Lewis, and you have to go get Odell Beckham, who is looking for $20 million a year. Um, I mean, is, is this the Green Bay Jets serious? I mean, what are we talking about here? And we're talking about uh, – um, you know, players on a team that couldn't make the playoffs. You know what I mean? So we got to sign these guys. Like, it's a joke to me. It's an absolute joke. So um, I wouldn't entertain it. But the Jets are desperate. The Jets, if you look at the quarterbacks that they've had in their illustrious history, they haven't had a real quarterback. Um, the Hall of Famer since Joe Namath, a decent quarterback, probably since Chad Pennington. I mean, <laughs> the list is short of quarterback uh, greats in, in Jet uniforms. So they're going to do whatever they have to do to whore themselves out for this 39-year-old diva that is just an attention whore that just needs all the all the focus on him and, and, at every, and has to have all the control. And, and look at what that got him, two MVPs and, and playoff exits and didn't even make the playoffs this year. So I'm just over it. I wish it was over. I hope it's over tomorrow. Make up your mind, and then don't show up to off-season training camp and, and beat these guys hanging. Just do what you do. You know what? It's funny you mentioned, um, you know, him showing up to training camp and things of that nature because it really hasn't been customary throughout the duration of Aaron Rodgers' tenure for him to show up to training camp. Um, and OTA and things of that nature, he tends to want to train elsewhere. But I think that potentially could be because, you know, he's Aaron Rodgers and he's pretty much built uh, that offense and, and that system. So potentially going to a new situation with new receivers, you know, when you start talking about uh, Elijah Moore and, and Jared Wilson and, and company, um, you know, it could potentially – having to show up to camp, you know, again, I want to wish him the best, um, but I, I'm going to say my position on it for later. Controversy, I, I'm going to throw it at you, sir. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, a, a guy you know pretty well as, as, as a former Detroit Lions fan, um, 
you know, the tea leaves are starting to fall. Uh, we all expect him to, to make a decision in the next, you know, couple hours, um, if not days. You know, what say you about the situation? So there's a reason why the league, and it's not just me being a former Lions fan and watching him beat my squad for, like, a, over a decade. There's a reason why the league the fans of the league hate Aaron Rodgers. It's not because he's good. He is good. He's he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. But it's all the pomp and circumstance. You know, people were talking about Tom Brady for months, whether he's going to retire or not, when he went to the Buccaneers, because it was Tom Brady. He didn't make a he didn't make a big show of it. He made a little show of it, you know, got a little attention. But but what the heck with Aaron Rodgers? But the the biggest thing for me is these demands that they bring in his guys. Because I mean, I'm looking at the depth chart right now. They've probably got two wide receivers right now that are better than Alan Lazard. They've probably got four wide receivers right now better than Randall Cobb. Tyler Conklin is probably a better tight end than um, than uh, I mean, who was it Mercedes Lewis whoever it was. Um, yeah, it was Mercedes Lewis. So like they're bringing in these old and busted wide receivers when they've got better talent on the roster. Meanwhile, Elijah Moore is trying to get out because there's too much uh, there's too much. Um, competition in the in the wide receiver room. He's he actually went out and demanded a trade, and then the Jets said, "No, we're not trading you. You're gonna have like 15 wide receivers on this uh, on this depth chart, and Aaron Rodgers is not gonna let them cut, you know, Randall Cobb or or Alan Lazard. So, and it's not like these are like superstar players that Aaron's saying, hey, I, it's not like it's Devontae Adams. Hey, go sign Devontae Adams. I want Devontae Adams back. You know, like, if it was that, I would understand. You're building a super team. But not Randall Cobb. You know what I mean? It's just it's, <laughs> the, 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 Jets, the Jets are the Jets are giving in and may, saying, hey, Aaron, you're basically GM now. And I know they're they're trying real hard for a playoff berth. It's the first one they've had in in years and years and years. But right. I, I think the cost is too much. I, I mean, it's hard to respect them as a franchise, even if they do get Aaron Rodgers. Because they're not going to make the Super Bowl. They're probably not beating the Chiefs, even with Aaron Rodgers. So, I don't know. It's It seems like a bridge too far for me. Right, right. I mean, I can respect your opinion on it. I mean, I, I think a lot of us sitting here um, kind of agree with, with what you've been talking about as far as, you know, this just is outrageous for him to really hold a team hostage like this. But, again, before I kind of give my take on it, Mr. Harvey, I, I, I'll come to you next, sir. Um, this Aaron Rodgers situation is starting to take on uh, uh, legs and have a mind of its own. What, what say you as it pertains to what, what happens next and your opinion on Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets? In the words of Mystical back in the days when he was with the boot camp click, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of hearing about Mr. Aaron Rodgers. At the end of the day, 
Um, if I were the Jets, I would have said, to hell with you and these demands. Why don't you either stay in Green Bay or retire? Let Green Bay ingest that poison pill that they put into that contract to try to keep you happy. We are building um, a fantastic team. We had a great draft last year. Maybe we can piece some things together and move up. And if we can't, then you know what? We'll just compete with what we got this year. Um, and and because at the end of the day, they were. I mean, they would have. They would have probably uh, been willing to uh, sign Derek Carr, but they kind of wanted to wait on how that turned out before they made a final decision with Carr, and. So, really, like, you know, the Jets, with a nice draft last year, the overall talent in that locker room and on that roster has really, really improved. And so, to me, what kind of price are you paying? Like, you make a deal with the devil, you mortgage some of your future. Uh, I understand you want to win. It's the bright lights and whatever. Uh, but this man choked in the playoffs every year but one with Green Bay. Uh, you know, there was uh, a few times where they were the number one seed, Nicole Weather City. He's not built to play in that type of weather. They're not, be- they're not beating Kansas City. They're not beating Cincinnati. They're probably not beating Buffalo. And if Tua can stay upright, they're probably not beating Miami. This is a good roster, it's, and they have a good coach, and they are definitely going in the right direction. But you're trying a cheat code – that is going to really hurt you long term. Um, you know, I, I think for the long term health of the Packers, as I talked about with Timeless on Sunday morning, uh, you know, the, the Packers need this to happen. I think for the long term health of that franchise, because of uh, how hamstrung they are with the salary cap situation. But listen, I, I'm just glad that maybe we finally got a deadline on it. He tried to say that, you know, he's not dragging out the same way Britt Favre did and whatever, but you're still a diva, so don't forget to powder your nose and make sure that you got your eyeliner and everything else on just right. Maybe even put on some fake nails before you do this uh, before you do this press conference or this meeting with Pat McAfee tomorrow and you make your final announcement. Whatever you do, like, at least finally we'll have an answer and uh, – People can stop being in suspense about it. I, I'm honestly just tired of it. I I, I can't with this guy. I, it, it's uh, you know, you want to take shots at people and whatever else. And I really think that this is a situation where he is trying to get attention. He wants a spotlight on him, and it, it, it for whatever reason, okay, so you didn't put the work in with your guys this past season in the off season. Um, you came short of the playoffs, so you didn't have a whole lot of positive things about your play this past year. And instead of talking about the team, you came out towards the end of the year and said, I can do it. I can still play at an MVP level. Not I can win anymore in this league. Um, he's a diva. Give him about five mirrors in his locker, uh, and maybe that'll co- sort of uh, – I, I don't know, uh, appeal to his vanity. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, 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 it's funny you mentioned that because I, I think it's going to be a clean sweep here 
um, because I actually agree with what these three gentlemen had to say um, as regards to Aaron Rodgers. Here's the deal. His talent, as I previously stated, needs no ringing endorsement from me. However, at the end of the day, you are building a very, very young squad. And one of the biggest things that I, I worry about is, you know, how this responds and how this looks in, in the locker room. Let's not make no bones about it. You know, Aaron Rodgers' relationship with Devontae Adams was cultivated through time and work, all right? Now, you're going to a new squad with a new set of receivers, with a new offensive coordinator, even though you got Nathaniel Hackett there as your OC, but you're going to be going to different players with a different type of a scheme. When they make the wrong read or the wrong route or whatever the case may be, you have shown, based off of previous years of experience, that you do not have the ability, the tact, nor the patience to work with these young Receivers, let's not make no bones about it. Wilson is a dog. That man can ball. And so ultimately, if you want to try to turn him into your version of Devontae Adams, that's gonna be that's gonna take time and and, and, and patience under adverse circumstances, which means playoff games, which means regular season games, which means two-minute drill, that means in-the-past stuff, stuff that cannot be simulated in a practice setting. So you run the risk if you have not evolved and changed or, 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 or made a, a, a pact with whomever you, you know, pray to, worship to in, 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 in your space of darkness or whatever, in your darkness retreat, if you have not changed how you deal with people who retrieve and respond to information differently than how you think and how you feel, you run the risk of crushing one of the most dynamic wide receiver rooms in the NFL. Let's, again, the, the, the New York Jets, on paper, is our very good squad. I dare say if they get a competent quarterback, will challenge the Buffalo Bills for that division because I'm not too high on the Bills this year anyway. But if you get a competent quarterback, a one that can rally the troops, one that can, you know, win big games and, and pull a rabbit out of the hat, well, again, I, I don't think it's worth it. You go out and you bring in all these guys who you like. What does that say for the people that are there? You go in and get a Randall Cobb who, and, and for all intents and purposes, is a wide receiver four, wide receiver five. You go out and you bring in an Alan Lazard who could be a wide receiver three for you, but for all intents and purposes, you know, is going to be taking targets away from Elijah Moore, who, in my opinion, is better than Alan Lazard. You go get a Mercedes Lewis, like controversy alluded to, you know, to bring him into one, what, two tight end sets? Or are you going to keep, you know, Conklin, you know, take part of from Conklin? You know what I'm saying? He, he wants to go get OBJ, who's coming off of, you know, ACL and MCO injury, who sat out all of last year for what? You're going to have to pay him too. 
if you're going to put all your chips in the middle, if you're going to push all your chips in the middle and say, you know what, I'm going to give this man a bag, I'm going to go make a championship run, why did you not give Baltimore whatever the hell they needed to get Lamar Jackson in New York? Because then you build for a while. It's not a temporary thing. It's not just one or two years tops. Lamar Jackson's still 20, what, 27 years old? Barely. But the thing is, but, 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 but the thing is you are quarterback away, okay? Lamar Jackson and his, his football career, even if you go back to Louisville, has never played with an assortment of talent that is currently – on the New York Jets roster, and that's before they went and signed Alan Lazard. He is yet to play with a legitimate number one receiver, period. He is yet to play with a, a, a halfway competent offensive coordinator. You push all your chips in the middle. And the thing is, and, and the thing is uh, Mr. Harvey, you know what I'm saying, he is young. So you control him, and you win multiple years. You have the option to win multiple right. years. That's just one. Like the for a running quarterback serious, I'm sorry. For for a running quarterback serious, like him, he's 26 years old. You can you can get probably eight good years out of him. I mean, you're talking about easily. You know, Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? What I'm I'm pushing my chips in for Lamar Jackson. I'll give up those two first round draft picks because, like you said, this is a ready made team. Like you you put in a quarterback on this team last year. They were a playoff team, you know what I mean. So, I, it's 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 it reeks like Dave said on our chat. It reeks of Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant. It, it reeks. This. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Call the number nine two zero seven seven two seven five nine. Um, I, I'll let anybody else you know talk a little bit about this more, or we can move on. Um, I, again, to, to, to put a bow on, on what I was talking about, I, again, I think it's going to happen. I, 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 I'm, it will. I, you know, I think it's going to happen. I just feel as though for long-term success, um, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's a recipe for success. I don't think it's a recipe to have sustainable winning culture. Because at the end of the day, no, it, yeah, and, and just to that point, serious. You, you you think about it like this too, bro. Like Lamar Jackson is the better option long term, even though right now probably Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. But what are we talking about? A guy that's won one Super Bowl. You know, he's coming off a, a down year. Injury might have played a factor in it, but what are you actually getting? A thirty-nine-year-old quarterback that's on the back end of his career. What are we doing? Like. Exactly. It's typical. It's typical Jets. They're gonna go out and they're gonna they're gonna wine and dine and they're gonna do everything they possibly can to get this guy because they're desperate. And and this guy hasn't even said he wants to be on your team. He's all he says. If before I get on this team, you gotta hook my boys up. These guys that I couldn't win with in Green Bay, you gotta bring them here so I can not win with them in New York. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. That's insane, man. Again, I, 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 I'll leave it there, you know, until tomorrow. I'm sure, you know, TP and, and Barry are going to have, you know, more to say about it. 
on the call of cookout tomorrow, uh, probably when the official word, you know, drops. But um, and I'll leave it there. We can move on unless somebody else wants to say something else about it. Okay, silence definitely does help me. Um, again, free agency, free agency has kicked off, and it, it, it's running wild. And I have a New York Jets fan in the building. I have a Saints fan in the building, me as a resident Stella fan. And, and controversy, I, I'm not too sure who Wait, you are a fan of. Who's the Jets um, fan? I'm, Oh, he, he's a Who's Jets the damn Jets fan? Jets fan. Oh, no. I know. I thought it was the Eagles fan. I thought it was the Eagles fan or a Dolphins fan. He, well, wherever Teddy goes, that's where he's going to go, uh, evidently. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, 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 I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater at for the Jets. <laughs> it's funny you mention that because I think, uh, I, I think Teddy Bridgewater in New York would be a, a pretty sick option. I, I really do. But I, I digress. Yeah. Um, you know, villain, 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 I'll come to you, man. Um, free agency hit, and your boys have been making moves and spending Monopoly money and actually playing, do, doing some doing some work. Uh, started out with giving Danny Dimes, uh, well, Danny Dollars now, his, his new deal, you franchise tag, Saquon. Uh, you make some small moves, and then this afternoon you land – uh, Darren Waller from from the from the Raiders, man. I know you've been watching it a little bit, you know, in the midst of what you've been dealing with. But kind of give me your feel for what the New York Giants have done to date. Um, you know how it pertains to your squad. I mean, it's the Joe Shane Show uh, series. I mean, he came out um, a couple of days ago and said the difference between this year and last year is we're not shopping for minimum players anymore. So. Um, he's putting his chips in the middle, and that's what he did. Listen, I, I know everybody wants to be Captain Hindsight and say the Giants could have got Daniel Jones for cheaper if they had opted into his contract. But nobody, no fool, no smart man would ever have opted in Daniel Jones after the first, you know, three four three years of his, uh, his deal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was nothing to say that I would want this guy back, even if it was for $22 million. So, Bringing him in for four years, $40 million per year is a great move for both sides because if he stays through the whole contract, that, that dollars, the cap's going to go up. The um, price for the quarterback's going to go up. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is about $58 million right now. So, um, you know, that's a value contract. And if, you know, it's not fully guaranteed, so you can kind of play with the numbers. Um, you know, it's like $35 million in incentives, but – if it's if it's not fully guaranteed, you can cut them and still not have to pay that whole contract. The first year of the contract, nineteen million. That's a that's how their Giants are able to make all these deals. That they tag Saquon to try to get him on a long term deal. They're able to go out and get Bobby Okrum. Um, I can't even say his last name. Um, I, I'm going to get it right this year before the season site season starts. Oh, 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 I don't even know. I can't. Oh, Kareem. I can't. I can't. Okariki, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a he's a solid player. I think they might have overpaid for him a little bit. Serious in controversy uh, compared to the other linebacker contracts that were doled out, but I think he he checks a lot of boxes. He's a three down linebacker that's a tackle machine, and and the Giants had no tacklers at the linebacker position. But the big splash obviously is Darren Waller. 
uh, trading a third-round pick that we got to, when we got rid of uh, Kadarius Tony. We traded that pick to get a tight end that could, is easily our, our number one option right now um, on, on an $11 million deal. Um, it's, it's heaven. It's a, it's a great deal. If this guy can stay healthy, that's the big if. But if he stays healthy, this is a steal of a contract. So um, I like what the Giants are doing. I think they have a few more moves left in them. They, they brought back uh, Breda. Uh, they look like they're going to get uh, Slayton back. I'd, I'd like to see them go get uh, another receiver, maybe Hardman. But at the end of the day, I think they're checking a lot of boxes. I like what they're doing so far, series. Yeah, honestly, I, I agree with you. Um, it's not often that I sit here and, and enjoy or kind of laugh at what the, what the Giants are doing in, in, in a positive uh, way. But I think, honestly, um, it, 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 when you got grown ups in the room making grown up decisions, this is what you do. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and for so lo- and for so long, uh, the Giants, and along with the other teams, have had people in, in positions of power pulling triggers on deals or finding different players that don't know what the heck they're doing. And the, the way the Giants are, are doing things right now. Um, they're setting themselves up again. Darren Waller, you know, pro bowler, a guy who has battled, unfortunately, the injury bug a uh, significant amount of time. However, um, if he's able to stay healthy, um, uh, I, I think he's in an offense that's that's going to really feature him. Um, and let's let's keep in mind, you know, as as we currently speak, the Giants don't have too many receivers to speak of. Um, a, a lot of the Giants' offense last year, they fought for a receiver or Daniel Jones or whatever the case may be, was 15 yards and inward. You know, they, they didn't really go down the field much, which is exactly where Darren Waller likes to live. You know, check down to, to, to Saquon and, you know, scramble and, you know, improvise and do some stuff with his feet like Daniel Jones. So if the New York Giants are able to, to, to do something wide receiver-wise and, and bring in a free agent potentially, um, you know, that can stretch the field or become the legitimate number one because that person thinks Slayton's the number two. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and depending upon what happens in the draft, you could kick him in the, in, in, into the slot and then really start to impose your will, if you will, on opposing offenses. This New York Giants team is going to be – you know, a little scary to deal with as long as there's not a significant regression from Daniel Jones as a signal caller. Um, you know, the thing is, though, so serious. Um, I'll, I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing too, and then I'll let everybody else go because I don't want to take up a lot of Giants time. But Slayton's not a slot guy, so he has to be on the outside. But you still got Wendell Robinson that's going to come back off that injury. You know, he's going to be a dangerous guy in the slot. I think the Giants go into the draft. They get uh, one of the receivers, maybe a kid from um, Ohio State or something like that. But even bringing in a Waller that's been injured, he had, I think it was like nine catches for 20-plus yards in nine games last year. I think the Giants had about three or four catches for 20-plus yards in, in 17 games. That's an upgrade in itself. Significantly, significantly. Yeah. 
Uh, Mr. Harvey, I, I, I'll come to you next, sir. Uh, the New Orleans Saints um, have been, you know, I don't want to say somewhat quiet. Um, they haven't made a lot of splashy, flashy moves, if you will. Um, but they did end up restructuring um, injury guy Michael Thomas, um, bringing him back on a one-year $10 million incentive-based deal. Uh, you did resign. Uh, Jameis Winston um, to compete, you know, be a backup to Derek Carr. Again, you did sign Derek Carr. Um, so I kind of wanted to get, you know, test your temperature, if you will, take the temperature on how you feel this all season uh, is starting to come together for you uh, for, for, for the Who That Nation. So, you know, listen, I'm pleased with Derek Carr as a quarterback. I just don't think that was a good uh, relationship with Josh McDaniels. Um, I think that he is more solid than anything they've had at the position between uh, since Drew Brees. Taysom Hill wasn't it. Uh, Jameis may have been, but couldn't really stay healthy, unfortunately. Uh, and the red rifle shot too many blanks. So we had to do something at the quarterback position. I liked that the contract was structured in such a way um, that he gets his guaranteed money, but it is structured in such a way that he is the Saints can make some moves. I wish the Falcons weren't poaching all of our players. Uh, you know, we lost uh, we lost some guys on that defensive front. Marcus Davenport's gone now. David Onyemata is gone. Um, the only defensive tackle that we have left is a guy that hasn't played a lot. And Caden Ellis, Luther's kid, uh, had a really good year this past year. He signed with uh, Atlanta also, I believe. Um, so, you know, you're doing something right when your other teams in your division want your guys. Um, but I, I look at this roster, and I think real quick about Michael Thomas, I think that his market had really dried up. Uh, one injured season, sure. Two, yeah, maybe. Uh, but three, I, I, he just hasn't been on the field in so long. And when he produced, the Saints gave him top wide receiver type money. And the first year of that new deal, he was really good for them, right? Uh, he broke records. He hasn't been healthy since. Uh, you know, he did put off some surgery to try to hold out for Drew Brees' last uh, go-round. But just looking at – this team, listen, I think hey, 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 that guy. Mr. Harvey, Mr. Harvey, Mr. Harvey, hold on a second. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. The Detroit Lions have made a deal with um, David Montgomery. David Montgomery mm-hmm. just signed with the Detroit Lions. A three-year, $11 million deal. 18, so, 18 million. Yeah, 18 million, yeah. So I just want to let you guys yeah. know that while we're live on that. Go on ahead, my man. Yeah. That, that, that's a good move for them to pair with. Uh, I, I, I think that the DeAndre Swift experiment is probably over there. Uh, but listen, when, when the coaches were fired in uh, Raider country and there was all kinds of, uh, I guess, craziness surrounding that roster, uh, you know, and that organization, the one guy that stood up every week and face the media and answer questions on behalf of that franchise was Derek Carr. 
every single week. Um, I think that he got kind of a bad rap as far as the way things wrapped up there. Um, I, I think he's going to be steady in New Orleans. Is he one of the best quarterbacks in the league? No. Is he top 10? Probably not. Top half of the league? Yeah, probably. Um, but, you know, bringing Michael Thomas back, if he can be healthy, he can make the contested catches in traffic. I like uh, Rashid Shahid's uh, speed on the outside. I love Chris Olave. Uh, the Saints really, they got a couple of things they really have to address. They have to address the running back position in this draft for free agency. I think it's probably going to be the draft uh, um, because Kamara's probably going to be suspended, but even if he's not, it was kind of a revolving door behind him. And, He's an explosive back, but he doesn't need to be the guy that touches the ball 30 times a game. That's not his – that's not where he's going to be most effective. If he does, then you start to see him lose some of that explosiveness. So they've got to revamp the defensive tackle position, and they've got to revamp running back. But I still believe, as I said all last season, I think there's still a lot of talent in that room. And this is a very, very wide-open division uh, that anybody can win. So – um, I'm happy that they got that they got a steady hand uh, at the quarterback position. I do think they have a decent line in front of him and some talent around him, and they still have some pieces on that defense. Uh, so hopefully they can address those positions of need uh, as we continue to the free agency and into the draft. And then I'll have a better idea of really how I feel uh, their chances are. But to me, the first thing you had to do was get your quarterback now you bring Jameis back as an insurance policy. He already kind of knows the system. He knows what they're trying to get accomplished there. And so hopefully he can uh, round himself into shape and uh, and stay healthy and maybe get another chance in this league as a starter one day. Uh, but I'm okay with what they've done so far. they still got a lot of work to do. So if I had to give them a grade, I would still give them an incomplete right now. Uh, but they did answer right. the most pressing question that they had to answer, and that's who's going to play quarterback. Right. Here's my issue again. I mean, I I, I definitely uh, yield, you know, a, a lot of my, my my thoughts about about the organization uh, to you because again, you are you are the you know the the, the fan. I just don't agree with the Michael Thomas move. Um, I, I honestly believe that you know, fool me once, shame on you. You know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. But they're they're, they're going back to the well. And he hasn't been right in a while now. Again, I understand that it's an incentive-based contract, and you know he gets his full money if he hits these benchmarks. Uh, but literally, I, the man hasn't seen the field for ten games total in three years. It feels like so. Um, I, I figure you know you could probably allocate those resources elsewhere. Um, but, and, 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 you know, do something else with it. Go ahead, man. Yeah, but here's the deal. You know what Michael Thomas is when he's healthy. If he doesn't come back and get healthy this year and he doesn't perform, nobody's going to give him another contract in the league. So he's going to flame out. His career is going to be over, okay? Uh, this is a guy that has broken all kinds of records. The Saints knew they were going to lose some other guys on that defensive front. So they knew – that through the draft, the last thing that they really needed to do was look wide receiver. Now, they may get a guy at the wide receiver position, but they needed to prioritize running back and defensive tackle. Um, and this is not a bad draft for either one of those spots. Um, and 
But they knew they needed to have another guy, at least on the outside, or a guy that can make some contested catches and go up and high point the football. And so you give him an incentive-based deal. Uh, He's in a place that he knows. Uh, I heard that he was excited that they brought Carr in to play quarterback. Um, You you know, I I don't know, but I, I also know that you have other needs, and this team has, you know, kicked that can down the road with the salary cap for a long time. It really bit them really badly COVID year because the cap got reduced. So they're having to get really creative restructuring some deals just to try to uh, be able to sign their guys and be able to sign their draft picks, right? Uh, And so to me, uh, I don't know – I don't think that you could have gotten a better free agent wide receiver um, on that kind of contract. And like I said, I think you have other needs on that roster. So that's why you rolled the dice on him to come back one more time. And you hope that even if he prices himself out of New Orleans next year, that would be a good problem to have. Uh, because then you could address that need next year if you need to. But I, I don't know that there's a better option than him in free agency, and I don't know that you really wanted to uh, take that draft at that uh, receiver at the point that you would have to to be able to uh, fill that need when there's so many other needs on that roster. Yeah, I, I, mean, I like I mean, I, 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 Are you good? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I do. No, 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 I, I, no, no, no. I think okay. I think it's low risk, high reward. I think it's a one year deal so it doesn't handcuff you for a couple years. Uh ten million is not that crazy. Um I think for him it's a good deal for him because if he proves it then he can go, you know, parlay that into a multiple year deal either with the Saints or another team. But the Saints aren't asking Thomas to be a number one because they got two good receivers in-house right now. So I think it's good for both sides. I think, he, you know, if he if he's anything close to what he could be, and I think health was the only issue about it, I think it could, be, mm-hmm. it could end up being a steal. I mean, I know a lot of teams, I know the Giants would love to have Michael Thomas healthy on a one-year $10 million contract. So, you know, it's not crazy. I mean, I, I, I guess this is why, you know, they, they play the game and, you know, we have, you know, the rest of the soft season and, and the whole football season next year to, to kind of chop it up and talk about it. I just, again, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a believer of, of a what can you do for me now type of, type of situation as it pertains to, to, to money. But, again, the way the Saints structured it, you know, it does give them cap flexibility. It does give them the ability – to not pay all of that if he doesn't hit those incentives. And again, I mean, he's a fan favorite. You know, he's been there for a significant period of time. Um, and if he and Derek Carr are, are able to, you know, to do some things, again, the wide receiver room that they have there, you know, again, it's, it's, it's not bad. When Chris Olave, you know, came in last year and did some things, you, you got some other pieces there. Um, I do agree with what Mr. Mr. Harvey said about them addressing a running back, um, you know, again. I'm, I'm not too sure what the legality situation is for Alvin Kamara. I do know this, that shelf life on a running back um, is, you know, two to three two to three years, and um, I, he, he, he's creeping up on that. Call the number is 929-477-2759. 
Mr. Controversy, you've been sitting quiet back there, so I'm going to throw you a fastball over home plate, and if you do with it what you will. Um, we've been on this show for almost an hour, and we have yet to talk about the blockbuster trade that kind of started this whole song and dance, being the Chicago Bears, trading the number one pick to the Carolina Panthers uh, for uh, some draft picks and DJ Moore. Um why are the Bears slowly but surely reminding me of the Jacksonville Jaguars from a season ago, not to mention them dropping Monopoly money for, you know, Edmonds and, and other players. But give me your take on the Chicago Bears. Um, we'll kick that around. You know, you can talk about the trade. You can talk about DJ Moore. You can talk about Darnell Mooney. Um, you know, they just made it, you know, give me a take on the Chicago Bears. So the um, so the deal, two first rounds, uh, two second rounds. I believe the second one is a 2025 um, second round pick, and um, and DJ Moore for for the number one overall pick. Um, so basically, what the and what the Bears are doing is they're looking for a quick rebuild. Um, I think a lot of people are going to overrate them for this season, but there's also a lot of rumors that they're going to go after um, Orlando Brown, the former left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, there's been a lot of talk about um, them having intense meetings, and that's probably going to end with a deal because they've still got more money than half the league right now. Um, so they're they're starting to piece together some things. They, uh, the Bears don't need a quarterback move down, so they move down and miss out on the opportunity of one of those blue-chip defensive players, Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, but picked up another four picks in the process. So these are all very good things for the, uh, for the Bears. The biggest question that I have for them is what are they going to do with those picks? Um because they've got the wide receiver room pretty full at the moment, which was something that was a complete disaster um, going into last season and most of the way through the last season. So adding DJ Moore, um, adding um, who they grabbed from the uh, the Indianapolis Colts late last season. Um, it wasn't Claypool. It was the other one. Um, I'm, I, I lost that at the moment, but – and then, so they did grab uh, Claypool. What's that? They did grab Claypool. Oh, they did grab um, Claypool. So they've got Claypool, they've got uh, DJ Moore, and they've got Darnell Mooney kind of fill out. It's not the world's greatest wide receiving core, but it's significantly better than they started the season with last year. And you could see that it paid dividends at the back end of the season with Justin Fields. Um, you so the they run. add a few. They they add maybe a Bijan Robinson at pick nine, um, which is completely within the realm of possibility right now, and then some um, offensive line pieces after or in the um, the second or mid rounds, and they've got themselves a pretty strong offense. With that? Hold on a second. Let him, let, let, let him talk. Let him talk. Let him talk. Let him talk. Go ahead, Ms. Cox. 
All right. So, um, so like I said, this is not a team that's going to be making the playoffs next season, but they're starting to really build. And once they get a cohesion together, they should be. They're probably two or three years from being legitimate contenders. Okay. Um, so, you know, I like hard. what you they. Ahead, I man. like what they did. Serious. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I love I mean, the trade, I mean, but if I if I'm the Bears, you better go get the best offensive lineman that you can with that ninth pick. You got a quarterback who's mobile, who's still trying to figure out how to read the, how to read the whole field. Um, he can run, but this team cannot pass block. So to me, um, if you believe that there is a franchise tackle who can be who can protect that quarterback for an extended period of time, that's who I spend the ninth pick on. It's not sexy. But it's probably what's best for the long-term health of that franchise. Okay. Right. I, I would agree. I would, I would agree, Sirius and Mike. I, I, I think that that's a smart move. But I agree with, with controversy for a change. I would go out there and, and snag Orlando Brown if I possibly could because the only reason he left or he's leaving Kansas City was because they couldn't agree to a contract and then Kansas City promptly – uh, got an offensive tackle to replace him. So they have the most cap space. I think it was 92 or something like that, million dollars in cap space. I think you go after Brown. I like the picks that they made. Getting T.J. Edwards from Philadelphia is a sneaky good pick. I love getting Tremont Edmonds. Obviously, that's a big pick. But the tackle from, from um, the Broncos, it's meh. Mike McGlitchy, I I, I, I don't know. I think it's an okay pick. I like Nate Davis better. I like that pickup for them better. But I think you go get Brown. Maybe you go in the draft with that pick. But then, um, listen, this team, I think, can get pushed into that seventh spot for a playoff run. I don't think they have enough to overtake the Lions. I think the Lions are, are, are just the best team in that division. Um, and I think they're going to get even better if they have a really smart draft. I think it's going to take a lot for the, the Bears to overtake them. But I like that. Listen, they got Mooney, they got Claypool, they got Moore, and then they got Komet, who's a really sneaky good tight end. If they fix that line, like you said, um, Mike, this is a team that could they could make some they could make some noise. They could quietly make some noise. See, this, 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 this is when I actually disagree um, with controversy because at the end of the day, they're catching that division while that division is yet to be solidified. We have no idea what's going on with the Minnesota Vikings. They, they, they really have, haven't been able to play defense to save their lives. You lose a wide receiver potentially in Adam Thielen. You know, Dalvin Cook is linked to – every team needing a running back, so he may or may not be there. Captain Kirk Cousins can't play after 4 o'clock. Um, and so I'm not too sure what's going on there. Now, I will say this. They, they, they did hire Brian Flores as a new defensive coordinator, so I expect that defense to be significantly better. But we still have to wait and see. The Green Bay Packers, for all intents and purposes, are starting Jordan Love under center, and they still have some significant issues on their offensive line, so it's very, very possible. Um, and then you got, you know, the Detroit Lions, who, again, no disrespect to the homie TP and, and the Lions fans, um, but I have yet to see significant sustainable success um, from the Detroit Lions for an extended period of time. So I understand that they got hot late, 
um, you know, Dan Campbell um, is, is, is the king of one-liners and, and great, you know, post-clipping, but can they put it together um, for a full 17 and, and really give the team and fans something to, to be proud about, you know, time will tell. So when you add a quintessential number one receiver and a, you know, DJ Moore, when you add, you know, offensive line and, and, and defense of help, you know, Tremaine Edmonds, again, I wanted him in Pittsburgh. I, I'm not going to hold y'all. I wanted that brother in Pittsburgh uh, alongside his brother. Um, but clearly he wasn't paying that price tag. Um, and he, you know, gets his bag elsewhere. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not too sure. I think the, I think the Chicago Bears can once again be the Jacksonville Jaguars of 2022, um, and, and find themselves not only playing significant playoff football late, but be in the playoff picture uh, when it's all said and done in January. Call the numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Uh he's locked and loaded for the next couple minutes here at Sports City Chef. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about one more, a couple more deals. Um, and then I'm going to get you guys out of there, out of here so you can go spend time with your family and loved ones. Um, the Dallas Cowboys have been significantly busy today. Uh they go out and get Gilmore. Um they bring back one of their own, and Zanderesh. Um, you know, the Dallas Cowboys are quietly um, turning in, in, into a decent offseason based off of some signings that they that they had. Controversy, I'll start with you because I know how Dylan's going to start this whole situation. But um, you've been watching the Dallas Cowboys offseason – um, so they've been doing and kind of getting you a position of the state of the Dallas Cowboys as you currently stay here today. So a lot of times it's the um, it's the the maintain like especially if you're a playoff team the biggest things um, that you need to do is maintain your own talent. Um, signing Tony Pollard to a franchise tender was um, was the right move. Um, Mostly because running back uh, franchise tenders are incredibly cheap, although it does put a lot of cast space into that running back position. That Zeke, um, that long-term Zeke deal has been butting them in the rear end for um, for years now. Uh, grabbing Stephon Gilmore um, is, uh, if he can stay healthy, I mean, he's not what he used to be on New England and um, and uh, and with uh, and early on with the Colts, but he's still a or even with the Bills, honestly. But he's not bad currently, um, and it's definitely an upgrade to that. Um, it's definitely an upgrade to that that cornerbacking core, which has been picked apart a lot over the past few years. So it's now like they're building a team that can that can contend. But it just seems to be the same thing with the Dallas Cowboys year after year after year. You you look at them, they're paper champions in preseason and then, you know, Mike Mike McCarthy's 
and Dallas Cowboys become the Dallas Cowboys yet again once it hits January. Right, right, right. Contra, uh, not Dylan, I- I'll come to you, sir. Um, this Dallas Cowboys team, and you can even talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, they lost a couple of key pieces, and they, but they ended up signing Bradbury. Your division, mm-hmm. yourself included, the commanders are making some moves, um, just quietly going about their business. And that division is, is having themselves a very productive start of the free agent the uh, time in the calendar year, if you will, uh, you know, if you want to open up your position and your opinion globally on the state of your division, as opposed to just the Dallas Cowboys, uh, you know, talk to me about it. Now, y'all make us some moves over there. Yeah, I mean, outside of the Giants, obviously, which I lamented on earlier, man, I, I think it's hard to pay a quarterback and then try to keep all these guys that you had on defenses in Philadelphia, right? When you got to pay the quarterback, you're going to pay the price. And, you know, they're starting to, starting to lose their, their guys, like TJ Edwards, like I said, um, and some other guys. I was surprised that the Eagles were able to bring they, – they they brought back Bradbury. I thought they were going to lose him. So it sounds like Slay, uh, Darius Slay, might be on the go. He might not stay. Um, so the, the Eagles, they got a good GM. I think he has to get creative and probably look into the draft. So um, – there's going to be some pieces that they have to fill um, to get that defense back. They lost a tackle, too. Um, I can't remember what team picked them up. Um, I think it's the 49ers, right? We the did. 49ers picked up the – huh? The, the, the Steelers signed uh, – give me one second. And it's the former no, tackle thought, of the – hold on a second. I, I'm pulling it up now. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of moves. Going, uh, right? Nate. Yeah, Nate Herbig, he was uh he used to be and used to be in Philly. I think his last team last year was uh the Jets. Well no, but, I mean yeah. but the big the big piece was Javon Hardgrave, right? Uh going to yeah. the to the Niners a massive four year eighty million dollar deal. So that was a big loss for them. Even though they brought uh yeah. Penny in, which is a low risk, high reward, I think it was a one year deal for like one point three five million. Um Bringing Kelsey back uh, for his uh, 13th season is huge for them. Um, but, yeah. you know, like I said, they have a lot of pieces to fill on that defense now that was one of the best in the league. So we'll see. And, you know, kind of unfortunate because that defense that was one of the best in the league got ran all over in the second half of the Super Bowl, right? So uh, we'll see what that goes. The Cowboys, I think the biggest move that they had to make, they haven't made yet. Two moves that they did was restructuring Dak Prescott and Zach Martin, right, so that they could free up about $30 million of cap space so they could have a little bit of flexibility. Um, bringing in uh, Stephon Gilmore for, you know, although he's 30, 33 years old, um, it's, he's on the back end of a two-year contract. Um, he, he's had injury problems. When he played, though, this year, he was he was a high grade. I think uh, Pro Football Focus had him about an 80, 81 um, great out of 100. So he played well when he was playing. He just didn't play enough. So um, if he can if he can stay on the field, he could be a valuable number two uh, corner right next to one of the best corners in the league, right? So um, you're not expecting yeah. him to come down to be your shutdown corner. Um, Van Der Esch, good re-sign. Um, he, I think he's finally getting a little bit more healthy. When he's on the field, he's a three-down linebacker that can play, and, and he's a really good – 
he's a he, he has a nose for the football. He's a really good linebacker. Um, he's not a great linebacker, but he's really good. So I think that's a good move for them. But the biggest move, uh, serious is if they're going to restructure Dak or they're going to outright cut him. Um, I think they have to cut him Me. because you, you, you franchise Pollard. Yeah, Zeke. You franchise Pollard. Uh, um, my bad. <laughs> my bad. I, I, I want I hit plus hey. Um listen, it's it's Zeke, right? They have to cut him because you, 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 you franchise Pollard to be your number one. There's no room on this team for, for Zeke Elliott, um unless they can work out some magic. But he's not that dude, so um I, I you just gotta you gotta move on from him. I think it's about sixteen million that he would be oh, you can't do that. Um, yeah, so yeah. that's going to be an interesting move. The Commanders, uh, I think they they brought in they 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 re-signed. I think it was Payne tackle. Yeah, Payne, I know yeah. my guy. Yeah, I know my guy. Um, in, in, in New York is looking at that deal and, and just like rubbing his hands together, like you know, what I mean? like you know, it's time to eat. You know what I'm saying? Because I think he's a better tackle, obviously Pro Bowl tackle. So. Um, you know, that's resetting that market. Um, but, again, I, I think losing Heineke, necessary evil, I don't think he's the best uh, quarterback they can have. They they need to be calling Lamar Jackson and pulling out all this stuff mm-hmm. and say, what do we need to do to get you in Washington? That's what the commanders right. need to do. So I think they have receivers. I think they can probably add a, a few pieces on the line. But they need a quarterback. He's available. Clearly, the Ravens have no respect for this guy. Um, they don't. They right. didn't give him weapons. They haven't signed him to a contract, even though he wants to be fully guaranteed, which is preposterous. You still gotta. You gotta work with this guy and give him a contract. You gotta. You, you, you can't. You can't franchise him like that. That's just disrespectful. So, um, yeah. If I if I'm the commanders, I'm making calls. Yeah, it, it's funny you mentioned the uh, you know Lamar Jackson. We, we have we made it to a whole show and then we mentioned him once, and here we are at the tail end, um, and, and we mentioned him. Um, the Commanders, honestly, I, I like what they're doing. Honestly, they they found some offensive line guys, um, one of which played under Eric Bieniemy and in Kansas City. They grabbed one of your guys from from the New York Football Giants. Um, you know, they lose Taylor Heineke. Um, Nick Gates used to play with you guys, I believe. Um, so yeah, and, and shout out to Nick fun. Gates with that after that horrific injury to to you know get a deal. I'm really happy for him, even though it's a commander series. I'm really happy for him. He's a yeah. really good guy to serve. Exactly, exactly, and I, and I, and I think you know, bringing him in, you know, gives the commanders some, some offensive line flexibility. They lose J.D. McKissick, right. who was your Swiss right. Army Knight type of guy, obviously. Taylor Heineke signs a two-year deal this morning, um, you know, with the Atlanta Falcons. He turns home. So, literally, the quarterback room is Sam Howe and nobody. You know, they did earlier, you know, release. <laughs> Carson went. So, you know, I think this is a spot where Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> can could potentially go and land. Um, yeah. And, and, tool, and, and Tool is, you know, 
you know, a Sam Howell. Here's the thing. The commanders are, are, are pushing their chips in and saying, okay, Sam Howell, we're going to give you an opportunity to be the guy. You know, the, I, I think they, they, they arguably have the best wide receiver weapon room, um, you know, one of the best wide receivers, in, you know, in the building. You got Terry McLaurin there. You got Jahan Dotson from Penn State there. You got Curtis Samuel there. You got, you know, Brian Robinson. Um, you know, going to his second year, you got, you know, Antonio Gibson going into his third year. Um, you got some, you got some pieces to play with if you're Eric Bieniemy. Um, and again, we didn't talk about it on, on today's show, <clears throat> but the, the, the fact that he, you know, is the offensive coordinator for for this type of a franchise is baffling. But we'll, we'll save that for another show. But at the end of the day, he's the offensive coordinator, so he has some tools that to play with. Um, I'm just curious to see how it all comes together uh, for the Washington Commanders. But I did, you know, pump fake early on in the show that I had an idea where Teddy Bridgewater could potentially land, and the Washington Commanders is not a bad landing spot, especially when you start looking at who's currently in the quarterback room. Now, I do think they may look at um, you know, addressing that maybe it'd be in the draft late round. Um, you know, Sam Howell's in the second year, so you don't need to you don't need to waste first round capital or second round capital on it. Uh, but I do think that you need to get some grown ups in the room uh, that could potentially push this man, work with this man, um, and see if he can get, you know get him over the top. And, and I'm, I'm gonna say this, and then I'll shut it down here. I, I, I was shocked that Taylor Heineke got got moved. You know, again, he's from Atlanta, but he was guaranteed at minimum, at minimum, you know, six, seven starts. You know what I'm saying? Sam Howell, he, he's a mobile quarterback. He runs around. You know, Taylor Heineke, Sam Howell essentially look and play like the same type of guy. You know, you look at what the Baltimore Ravens have in, in their quarterback room with Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley, you know, Essentially, they're mobile quarterbacks that one read option, and should you know one go down, you want somebody that can come what somewhat you know copy and paste your offense and not you know lose too much of a beat. Doesn't make you one dimensional. And I felt as though, especially with Taylor Heineke being such a fan favorite, you know, you guys know mm-hmm. I, I worked the Commanders game uh, here in, in, in D.C., so I'm on the state. I'm, I'm at the stadium. <coughs> Um, as much as possible, um, you know what I'm saying, and you know the the way the fans and the fade and the fans love love Taylor Heineke was almost second to none, and the man was a a subpar, you know, record wise quarterback. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this yeah, that's how out. that's how poor their quarterback play has been. Serious, you know what I mean? Like correct. Heineke is an average at best quarterback. He's going to make some good throws, but he's going to make some bad ones, and he's not going to be oh, the yeah, guy yeah. to get you over the top. Commanders fans were enamored with him. That's how bad the quarterback's play has been. But see, but see, but see, that's the thing. Like, I'm of the belief, honestly, um, if they're not mm-hmm. trying to, to, to win and, and put your best 53 out there at every, you know, every position – then why are you doing that? And and at the end of the day, like we we we, we told you guys, Carson Wentz was not the answer. We told you guys, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick was the answer. 
you held on to Taylor Heineke too long. You went out and got yourself Alex Smith. You know, unfortunately, Alex Smith and Fitzpatrick got hurt. You know, hell, Carson Wentz got himself hurt. You know, but I honestly think that you you hit the nail on the head, though, uh, villain. You know, make a phone call, drive 35 minutes up I-95 and go speak with Mr. Jackson. Tell him you're for real. <laughs> Uh, talk to mom and bring him back. Yeah. Bring, bring never miss, belt, never right, miss let your daughter cry. <laughs> right, right. Because honestly, you put Lamar Jackson in Washington D.C. with that type of off with that type of offensive weapons. Again, I said this about the Jets. I'm gonna say it about the Commanders. They got some weapons on the outside, and if they're able to get themselves a legitimate quarterback, they can compete in the division. Gentlemen, I right. want to thank you guys for the cup hopping on with us, man. It's been a long time coming. You know, I'm going to talk to the Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you went a whole show and you didn't talk about your boys getting Patrick Peterson. I've been waiting to hear this from you all day. You're not going to talk about it? What are we doing here? <laughs> I can't hear trying to skate, trying to chill. Trying to show yeah, exactly. I I know you. You, you, you. If you wanted to talk about it, it would have led the show. But you're trying to be slick, so. Well, feeding the people what they want. Honestly, at the end of the day, man, um, I I, I love what the Steelers are doing. I, I really do. Um, his, so okay. Steelers, they 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 bring in Patrick Peterson on, on a really cap friendly deal. We we sign uh, KZ on a really really friendly deal. Uh, we re-sign Leogan Joby. We go out and pick mm. up uh, our new uh, offensive guard. Um, I like what we've been doing. I, I really wish that we would have been able to keep Rob Spillane, uh fan favorite of mine. But this Patrick Peterson deal is is is, is cool for me on on numerous fronts. First and foremost, it's really a low risk, high reward type of thing. Um, he's thirty some odd years old, and I do expect us to draft a corner uh, in the first round um, of this upcoming draft so that gives Patrick Peterson the opportunity to potentially work with a rookie. If I had my brothers, and you guys know me pretty well, um, I I want Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Um, I just feel as though he fits. Um, You know, he has family ties with, with the organization. Um, and so mm-hmm. I, I would just love for us to make that happen. And I think Patrick Peterson um, being in the building gives us a grown-up to kind of, right, young man, let yeah. me bring you under our wing here and teach you how to play cornerback in the league. Not to mention uh, Patrick Peterson has always been one of my favorite players. Um, again, to be 33 before the season starts. Uh, so, again, age and getting up in years. Um and, you know, may be a factor, but this is a very, very ball savvy guy, very, very guy who um, knows how to play the position. You know, he can play man, he can mix up and play zone, very, very much a short tackler, um, has a nose for the football, which is everything that Tomlin and, 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 and I love. So I love the move um, for us. I, I just, I, again, I'm going a, I'm to a really love the move once you go out and pick up another corner um, in this upcoming draft. Uh, which we'll talk about yeah. um, possibly in, in next show. But, again, I, I love the fact that I got ourselves another guard. Um, I love the fact that we resigned Larry Ogunjobi on our, on our defensive line. Uh, I love the fact that we kept uh, KZ in the building, who is um, 
uh, kind of a blip type of dude. Cam Sutton, mm-hmm. I, I loved him. Um, he ended up signing with the Detroit Lions. Um, I was kind of hoping uh, we would be able to work something out with him because one of the things that I love is the fact that our defense has been together for so, so long. Uh, the continuity is there. Um, and if we're able to stay healthy, I think we'd be able to do something. Um, but the fact that we lost Robert Spillane, we need to believe that we're going to eventually sign um, Devin Bush to uh, another deal. Um, God, we dropped out of Michigan uh, several, several years ago who had an ACL injury two years ago who just started now starting to work his way back. But that's another show for another day. I may, me and my dad are going to get together in a couple weeks and do a finger food about it. Um, but again, I like the Patrick Peterson deal. I, I, I really do like the Patrick Peterson deal. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited about the guy. I, I really am. I think it. I think it's a good deal. I think if he's the third corner, even if he's the second corner, I think it's a good deal. I, I agree. I think Sutton leaving is the Steelers' loss in, in the Lions' game. I think the Lions definitely needed a corner like Sutton, so I like what they're doing too. I love what the Lions are doing, man. I really do. I, I think that two mm-hmm. smart moves by Sutton, man. I, I, I think they're 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 coming, man. They're coming. But I think the Steelers think are looking here. into the draft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the, the Steelers are looking into the draft to uh, get a few pieces. I, I still think they need to fix that offensive line a little bit more, maybe get a third receiver in the back end of the draft, and then probably, you know, do as much as they can to, to shore up that defense as far as – I think you need another pass rusher. I, I think yeah. probably maybe another corner to your, um, but I think, you know, listen, I, I love Pickett, man. I, I'm telling you, man, you didn't want to believe me. I think the kid, I think he has it. I think he can do some things for you guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, again, I'm, I'm never going to come on this show or any other show and say that I was a Pickett fan because I was not at the time we drafted him. Right. He, 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 he's growing me. He, he really did grow on me. Um, you know, last year we drafted Calvin Austin the third. We missed all of 2022 due to injury. He's back in the building. Um, he's a speed demon, so watch out for that. Uh, so I think I, th- mm. I think we're going to do our start our receiver. Keep an eye on old reliable Bud Dupree, who got released from the Tennessee Titans. There's been rumors and rumblings about him potentially coming back home um, and forming an outside linebacking trio of T.J. Watt, Alex Hopkins, and Bud Dupree. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to be fun. <laughs> but with that being said, man, I'm going to get you guys out of here. Controversy, man, thanks for coming through. Give me a plug and a cold as you shut it down, my man. So I just did a quick um, NFL news um, uh, little Google search here, and Tay Bridgewater has been linked to five different teams. And congratulations to Teddy because he did, in fact, get inducted to the Kentucky Pro Sports Hall of Fame. There you go. Jesus. Congrats, Teddy. The Teddy are one of those teams he's linked to in the XFL. Um, no, <laughs> all of them are NFL teams. I'm Although, kidding. I'm kidding. Guaranteed championship if he goes to the XFL. Just saying. <laughs> oh, get out of here! Get out of here! Much love to you guys. Talk to you guys later. Hi, Todd Zeresky, man. I appreciate you, my guy, man. Villain, man, I tell you what, man, it's like we never love fit together like hand in, hand in glove, man. It's always fun doing the show with you, my guy. Give me a plug in the clubhouse as we get out of here, bro.
Yeah, man. Listen, um, we're probably back at it tomorrow. Uh, call us cookout. You know, obviously, I took a couple weeks off. Uh, but uh, we'll be back. Uh, shout out to, to TP and the family. We'll be doing some things, you know, talking some football. Guy got to talk a little basketball, too, man. It's it's getting ugly in the NBA, man. You know, I go away for a week and, and kids run around with guns. And, you know, you know, the Lakers winning some games. My Knicks are... 10 games above 500. It's crazy out there. But, uh, listen, I can't wait to do the show, man. I appreciate you uh, bringing me in here tonight. You're giving me a you know, nice little distraction. But, you know, we back at it, man. we back to work. So, good to hear you, Sirius. Peace, yes, peace, sir. peace. Yes, sir. Yo, man, it's your boy, Sirius, up in that 412 and the 703, man. Such a pleasure doing this show, man. I, 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 I like to leave you guys with a little thought. You know, tomorrow's never promised. You know, make sure you tell your loved ones that you love and appreciate them. Um, I, I, I was very, very proud of my wife this past weekend. Uh, those of you guys that follow me on social media know that my wife lost her grandmother. Um, and my wife is very, 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 very introverted. She doesn't speak a lot. I, I'm, I'm the talker. Um, but she was able to, to, to speak, you know, publicly in front of her family and loved ones about you know, stuff that her grandmother taught her. And, and, and it reminded me of this, man. Make sure you tell the people that you love that you love them. Uh, make sure that you show the people that you love that you love them. Um, and with that being said, man, as TP would always say, tell a friend to tell a friend. The chefs again that they don't know. Now we know, man. We out. Sports city, sports city. Chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city. Chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city. Chefs. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh-huh.